On this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, are there fancy ladies and fancy men in Annie's heaven? And the Van Ness house would definitely have made it into Haunted Zillow. Let's do this. Welcome to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. I'm Diana. I'm Liz. <laughs> this week we're going to talk about season seven, episode 19 of Great Importance. <coughs> I'm going to cough, damn it. No. No, it's just like I was like, I have to actually. Did you say of great importance? I said grave. Oh, I thought you said of great. Of grave importance. You never want it. Sorry. Grave importance. Oh, good lord. How are you? What are you doing? What have you been up to? I'm, you know, dealing with our fun sort of kind of fall winter transition where it's super cold in the morning and then kind of nice in the afternoon. And my sinus has said, fuck you. So I'm doing that. And, uh, you know, I got to see some good music last week and some family. And, and yeah, yeah. Diana saw a band, everybody. Uh, hold on. I actually went to, a, like, that was way more than I usually go to. And well, I say that really, not really, but like kind of more than I usually do. I saw six bands in over two nights. It's a lot. It's a lot of bands. But it was good. Good music. I was happy to see. Jarrett Reddick of Bowling for Soup, Vandaliers, who put on a phenomenal show, by the way. They've been touring so hard this last year. Their their set is just chef's kiss. And then uh, Joshua Ray Walker, who I adore as well. And then um, got to go see our friends Boss Riot did a reunion show, which was fun. And then one of my favorite up-and-coming Dallas bands right now, Jonathan Jeter and the Revelators, followed by Mad Mexicans doing their 20th anniversary show for our friend's birthday at Trees. So that was a super good time. Fun, fun. But, yeah. Yeah. Dovetail between that and holiday and trying to rewire Duchess, which is they ripped a, her a guts project. Out. It's a project. They ripped her guts. We ripped out her. We, we removed her nervous system. <laughs> very traumatic and very aggressively took four people, very aggressively, three grown men and me, to remove her seats to be able to get to the nervous system to remove it. Yeah. She's got a lot of butt, a lot of junk in her trunk i guess maybe oh trunk's very everything's very empty actually right now well, no, i was trying <laughs> yeah. to say like why the yeah. seats were like because you know like it's kind of like seats are kind of like a butt right that's true yeah if you think yeah. about it no. i mean i don't know what with the front seat and the back seat i mean so heavy yeah the front seat was so heavy in the back seat it's like one of those things where you're like oh there'll be a video online like we knew how but like it was catching so we we're trying to figure it out we're like somebody's got a video on the internet guess what zero the one video on the internet is after they removed it. They're like, oh, see, we totally just removed this. You can just see where this hook is right here. Like, those motherfuckers made the video after the fact because they spent two fucking days fighting with that shit. Like, we were about to be. And they're like, oh, see, it's just like this. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Like, after the fact. You know that's what happened. But did was that helpful to you at all? 
No. I mean, like, barely. Barely. But still, it was kind of funny. I need to see somebody, how they're pushing, but no. But yeah, so no, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a project, but there we go. That's what I got. So, oh, we're uh, yeah, getting ready for the next holiday. Cool, cool. There was, was like there was an awkward silence and like you're supposed to make a transition there. So okay, so we have transitioned to this segment where I talk about what I've done. And so there was a number of things that went on uh since we've last podcasted, uh including uh, you know, a a trip to Bucky's, which is all decked out for Christmas, including Bucky, Bucky's and he's if you see Bucky there, he is in his Bucky Christmas outfit with the with the beard and stuff. And my friends were like wanting to take a picture with him. And these two gentlemen in front of us got, got up there and they were like, my friends are taking the picture because the Bucky's girl cannot take photos of people. It's a very weird thing. I don't know like what the. There's a rule. Yes. I I just don't know what like the liability is there. Like, I guess maybe it's them holding the phone. Maybe. Maybe. I guess so. Um, Huh. But so, like, you could have random strangers hold your phone as the Bucky's employees. Sure. So my friend was was gifted the phone to take a picture of these two dudes and Bucky, Christmas Bucky, and they go, they look at each other and they go low down, locked down, and then the two of them squatted down and you know did the thing you know where they clasp they clasp hand hands yeah, yeah. you know from the opposite hands. But while they did this, Christmas Bucky also squatted down behind them and basically like threw like. Through, are you getting to like really throw hands with like his like or signs with like his That's little with his hands? But it was amazing, and it was like, why didn't we have a picture of them taking the picture? So, but they were like, is this a thing that we didn't know? And we've all spent a lot of time on the internet trying to figure out if low down lockdown was a thing that we just and it's not, but now it is. So we're just we're stealing it. And okay. we're just gonna go. Yeah, because I've seen. I've, the, I've, I've seen them. The I've seen the posts. I mean. I've heard the kids call it something. I mean, I have to ask. I'll, I'll ask my stepchildren because I've seen them do it. So I need to know. Yeah, ask, ask, uh, ask children, ask the youth. You know, but like I looked up, I like tried looking up hashtags for it, and I didn't find any of those. But it could be on the TikToks. I don't look on the TikTok, so I don't know. Yeah. But I wish no, I don't watch the TikTok either. I wait till it's a reel on Instagram, like a grown. Yeah, I just but or somebody actually no, I wait until somebody like t- like somebody else looks at the reel of the like looks at the reel on. Instagram and then takes a picture of it and sends it to me. So that too. That too. <laughs> anyway, so uh, that was very exciting. Then I took them to the snake farm and which right. they had, I had actually never been to the snake farm. I've always wanted to go. It was a place my parents would never, ever have stopped at. Uh, Cause it does. It sure sounds nasty. And <laughs> I, and, and you know, as you're going through it, you're still like, you know, we are conscious people and we all, we all watch tiger King. And so we're, we're not quite sure about, you know, like there's an otter exhibit, you know how like otters they don't sound like you expect them to sound, you know, they really, right. they sound like, there's a little Morse code otters. And we're like, are you trying to tell us that you need us to take you out? 
something. But like, or are you saying you're fine? Like, just can you like? We just like to talk. We just like to talk. We don't know. And like, you like what? Why? And there's like prairie dogs, and there's two of them. He's like just standing at the attention, and I'm like, is this like a signal? Like you're making the international sign, like I need help, like your fingers going. So then we went and had a capybara experience where we got to feed cappies. Uh, One of them was named Kiwi and I don't remember the other one's name. And you got to feed them lettuce with these very satisfying um, wooden tongs, which I just kind of want wooden tongs for everything now. Like they were just like, they were just satisfying. And, the, you know, at one point, though, like the female one, Kiwi, was just like, I've had enough of your company and just walked inside. But they're much more, much more bristly than I, I thought they would be. They much like felt like, you know, a giant rat. And I guess, you know, because that's that's what they are. Yeah. That is, you know, and, and the person who was working there was like, oh, it's. They, you know, they get a little bitey if you put your fingers in their mouth. And I'm like, why would I put my fingers in these giant rats' mouth? That don't, don't, don't we all? Don't we all? I kind of feel like you deserve to like not have your fingers anymore if you do that. So, well, we also had, you know, we'd feeding. So, like to get to the cappies, we went. We're, we're in the petting zoo, and in the petting zoo, they had. A deal of a petting zoo, and they had a ton of goats, including a ton of baby, baby ass goats, and then miniature bulls. There was like miniature cows in there. There was two of them, and in one of the places, there was a miniature doggy that was so tiny it looked like another species. I don't. We still like so I'm not sure it was a donkey, but there was also an alpaca. But at one point, I was feeding one of the the goats, and I just felt like this hula. And the tiny little the bull, it was the tiny miniature bull, and he was a tiny miniature Brahma bull, so he had the little hump on his back. And he just like went over my shoulder to get to the feed and just licked it. And I was just like, You are fucking adorable and I'm gonna steal you. And then that kind of reminds me that I, you know, once had this dream of having a tiny like animal farm zoo and i'm like yes i think we, yes, we i think we this. need to bring it back and i'm like okay so now i'm just like now when i'm looking at houses i'm like can i put a tiny where in the city tiny of san antonio farm. is there a legal place for me to put this but yeah so snake farm has a petting zoo they have some some big cats that were disturbingly old and scared me but they like i both of them did like cat things where they're like lying on their backs and like exposing their bellies to the world and just be like cats generally don't do that unless they feel comfortable but but it was just like such a like i've seen like like the the big cat that hangs outside my house looking for slurry does it so they had like things like that and like you know a whole bunch of like zebras and of course monkeys and and the little the fox with the big ears, but they also had like you know, fennec foxes. A fennec fox, right? But also, obviously, it's a snake farm, so there are a lot of snakes. Uh, the these were the most active snakes that I have ever seen. Like in like, in most time when you go to like the reptile thing at like a zoo, like they're just they just kind of lie there, right? And these snakes yeah. like were doing a whole bunch of snake things. They were like. Really, like all like looking at you, like doing their heads back and forth, and just being very like, "Hey, what's up?" And I think like we were there at feeding time, maybe, 
or they were mm-hmm. just very hungry. But also, there were a ton of vipers. Like there were a lot of poisonous, venomous, venomous, not poisonous, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of th- a lot of snakes with flat heads, and they're, they're yeah. kind of scary. And I don't yeah. like them because they can kill me, and yeah. I can't fight snakes. So there also is a rattlesnake pit there, and my friends did not understand that. They're like, well, "Why does like?" I was like, "Well, it's a rattlesnake pit. Like it's." It's supposed to be like there was like maybe like three snakes. Was, like, there was like three rattlesnakes there. Like, but That's I mean, but trying to explain to them about you know like well you know like rattlesnake roundup. There's like a whole bunch of these things. Like you should just go look at that up on your phone. Like yeah. So I've not been, but I'm aware of them. I'm like fuck no fuck why would you don't want to go to a rattlesnake roundup? Why 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 is this? A, I'm sorry for sorry I'm yelling on the microphone. But I actually kind of feel like that needs to be yelled. There's like no, there is no reason to go to like, that. Is like a, the most like how would you? I, I've lost words now because that's so terrifying. Yeah no I don't want to go talk with the rattlesnake. I just, I just feel like, you know, like, I, you know, it's not that I don't trust the rattlesnakes. Is I don't trust nobody else to not push me or like just be, a, someone would just be oblivious and not see that I was standing by there and like knock me into the rattlesnake pit. Yeah. That would suck. Yeah. Pass. Yeah. <laughs> it would very much suck ass. All right. So... On that uh, note of sucking ass, let's talk about this episode. <laughs> oh no, this, oh, this episode did not. Oh, this episode did not suck ass. At least I didn't think so. No. Maybe Diana no, thinks it. it sucks ass, but I did not. Mm-mm. So no, it was of grave importance. Grave. Important. It, it was season seven, episode nineteen. First aired April four twenty two thousand twelve. That was directed by Tim Andrew, who we last saw the season in the It's Time for a Wedding. And it was written by Brad Buckner and Eugenie Ross Lemming. So we like that couple, which probably explains why the dialogue it was all very, very good in this. And it's a good story. Mm-hmm. And we start off with a recap that says, yeah. hey, maybe we're finally going to be addressing this ghost in the room. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what the recap said. So the episode opens with Sam and Dean uh, sitting on the hood of the car eating tacos nachos and discussing the consistency of fast food across the country, and, which is comforting. And Dean is very satisfied with these crappy tacos, which look like Taco Bell. And I yes, I agree. Hard tacos are satisfying. It's not, it looked almost taco casa y to me without that without the mountain of cheese. But yes, I agree. So yeah, I did, uh, yeah, I did, say, I did take my friends for some San Antonio breakfast tacos, and like Ooh. I took them to the West Side, like and I, I took them to Tacos All Right, and they're like they make their own taco flour tortillas there, so like it takes mm. longer. Like so, but they also just like I just got beaten cheese because that's like amazing Classic, and yeah. but my friend i was like you should get the barbacoa and then i just didn't tell him like where the barbacoa came from and then but i was sitting across from us was this little old lady and she was like probably like 85 and she had no teeth and she had this baseball cap on that said boss lady and she was and i was like you're our boss lady anyways Damn. tacos that did he like the barbacoa? Oh, he did, and got and carne asada, and I think like my friend, other one like ham and cheese, like whatever. You can't like direct what, which is like having just the breakfast taco experience on a flour tortilla is enough. 
It is. Yeah. And sometimes you're just not ready for the bean and cheese, right? Like that's a, it's a thing. Like, I think you've got to be like, you've got to be broken into it. Really? Man. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, my, I guess. it's my, I guess I, it's just not something that people understand if you don't like, they don't appreciate it. Cause they think it's just going to be like really mediocre and they don't understand that it's going to be bomb because there's a flavor. combination. It's, it's just the there. perfect combination of, of, yeah. of things. It's three ingredients. Yeah. It's all you need. It's a, a tortilla, bean and cheese. Okay. We have really digressed. So somebody know, called Annie, somebody named Some, Annie. Somebody calls, <laughs> calls. Yeah. Annie calls Dean. And as a, as a newbie through this, that questions my sanity from time to time. I was like, wait, do we know Annie? What the fuck? Am I missing something? Like, because they make it sound like, you know, fucking Annie. Now, this is, you don't know Annie. This is, this is the first time we've ever met Annie. But you just, you just assume that, you know, somewhere like they had all their conversations with Annie in those many hours on the road that we don't see. Like, the Winchesters sure. do. The, we're just not. We're not with them twenty four seven. We don't know what they're doing all the time. You don't know my life. Um, you yeah, don't so... know me. <laughs> oh and clearly, but... we're to find out that we don't. <laughs> right. So basically, she's got some books of Bobby's. She f- figures the guys want them back, so she wants them to meet her at where she's working in Bodega Bay. Which is like, and... what the fuck? Like that's so- the Sonoma. Like nobody is near there. Like nobody's ever. Like that's the f- coast of California. Who the fuck is yeah. ever near? Like no matter where you are, you're like a day from. Like it's not convenient. No, it's just that they can meet for lunch but, the yeah, next day at just, one. Yeah, okay, cool. See you there. We're not going to talk about where the fuck this place is, what kind of food, whatever this is. Okay, I'm sorry. It's just, That's it weirded cool. me out. Yeah. So we cut to a real old house that's obviously abandoned. It's got like the no trespassing shit around it. These two, this couple are in there making out with a whole bunch of candles, which just looks like a major fire hazard, really, at this point. And, and also, like, up. they're on a couch in an abandoned house. And to me, that's a really oh. good way to get, like, fleas, lice, like, don't touch it. Don't touch the furniture in an abandoned house. No. So gross. So Annie pulls up, and the couple's like, oh, shit, we're busted making out. So they go to run off, and they see some big dude in the end of the hall. And he says, you shouldn't have come here. And he runs at them. And I'm like, oh, shit, is that Francis Buxton from Pee Wee's Big Adventure? <laughs> but it's not. Um, that was where my brain went. And then, um, and that's all we see. So Annie enters. And, of course, the candles are all out now suddenly. So somebody was responsible about the, the you know, flammability of this home. But... She looks around and this couple is bloody mess dead on the floor. And then her flashlight flickers and the front door closes behind her. Yep. And then we get a supernatural splat. We do. So Sam and Dean are real annoyed because Annie's late to lunch and she is never fucking late. Yep. And while they're there, they're kind of discussing things and reading the news. And Dean, of course, is still up Dick Roman's ass, who is still playing Indiana Jones, it seems. And we just don't know why. Mm-hmm. No, another archaeological dig. And Dean's about to call Annie since because they're annoyed that she's running late. And Sam's like, you know that Bobby and Annie had a thing. And yeah, he's and this, like, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, but it just, and then it throws him for a loop. And he's like, wait, wait, what? You mean like they had a, 
they had a thing and it was like yeah they boned he didn't say that but that's what he meant and then Dean's mm-hmm. just like you know like we boned and then Sam's like we boned so Annie, Annie has the, it, the, Annie hit the trifecta. I don't yeah, know what else to say. There's been a, like, she like yeah. So like they have all like I I I know there's a word. I don't know. Like I'm sure there's some like terrible word for what this makes them. Um, hopefully Annie like was clean, and because um, you know they all like they all share something now. And hopefully it's not chlamydia. <laughs> but, you know, but good for you, Annie. Like so, but also oh. that that Sam did it like when he didn't have a soul. He's like, yeah, exactly. Like, she was stressed out, and I didn't have a soul. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Uh, so hey, there we go. hey, Jared Padalecki, I'm stressed. <laughs> like, does that work with dudes? Like, what she I she looked really stressed out. I am so stressed. <sighs> I mean, I don't know. Anyway, well, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So she doesn't answer the phone. Dean's pouring booze into it from this flask into his coffee, coffee mug. And he toasts to ghosts who aren't there. Cause now they're talking about how Bobby's not really there. So they kind of hit like a lot on a lot of like quick topics here. We hit Dick Roman. We hit, they all fucked Annie. And now we're on to, I'm sorry. I mean, I didn't mean to say it that crudely. <laughs> But you, it is what it is. And then, and that, by the way, we figured out at the end of the last episode that Bobby ain't really here. We're imagining his ghost. So let's move on from that. Yeah, we're done with this. Done with this topic. We are not going to do this anymore. Yeah. And the flask, but the flask rocks on the tables. And then we get a close up of that. Ooh. So they, they bail because Annie ain't showing up. And Dean's going to go refill his flask. And Sam's like, oh, maybe you should put it away. But Dean is not ready yet. Or Dean's just like, no, this is, I just need whiskey all the time. Well, that too. And we see Bobby sitting in the car. Oh. Look at me. Pay attention to me. So they're going to go look at Annie's room. Yeah, they somehow find Annie's room. Well, she said she was staying at the Crow's Nest. Oh, that's right. She did say she was staying at the Crow's Nest. Okay. So they know which hotel they don't. I don't know how they know her room, but excuse me. So we've got them looking into her research. She's got a little murder wall up and they're talking about how there was a history of disappearances long time ago. And they picked up again recently. And he's like, well, Dean's like, oh, she must've been looking at the old Van Ness house. And we see Bobby's here, by the way, too, in the room with them. Right. So like, he is there and he's just trying to get their attention while the dudes read her research. And in there, it says that the Van Ness house is one of the most haunted houses in America, like on the list. And that's once they got on there, that's when people started to poke around. So you would think that the Van Ness was real, it would be on a list, but it's not. So we can't do lore on the Van Ness house because it's not real. So instead, because uh, I just started looking at houses, trying to find haunted houses in the area, which then just kind of led me down. Like, and then I just started looking at Zillow for houses in the area because I'm just obsessed with looking at Zillow. And when I'm stressed out, like, honestly, it's just very soothing. It's like house centers on an iPad. So I went down a Zillow hole. So you're going to come with me on a Zillow this hole. Is- uh, we're, going, we're doing so- haunted Zillow. <laughs> 
Lore, kind of. Oh, yeah, lore. That's how I saw it. Whatever. So what we're going to do is most of these places can be found a lot on those haunt, most haunted places in America's list, right? But these are all real Zillow listings. And I'm going to share the real, real Zillow listing with Diana. And... Um, and then I'm going to t- ask her a question about the place, right? Just things that you, things that I guess they didn't say in the Zillow overview, right? And some of these have already sold. So these are older Zillow listings, but you never know when they're going to come back on the market. <clears throat> so um, our first Zillow listing, let's go ahead and sh- I'm going to share something with Diana so she can take a picture at it. And this is going to be 2475 Glendower Place in Los Angeles, California. Diana, can you see your see your lovely home here? I do see it. All right. So this home, this five bedroom, four bath, five thousand fifty square foot house at twenty four seventy five Glendower Place, LA, sold for two million three hundred fifty thousand dollars in December of two thousand twenty. And its current value that the Zillow estimate is four million, and basically about four million. So it's okay. gone up in value. It's pretty good. Yeah, right? yeah. <clears throat> so this is our Zillow overview, and I think I can scroll down so you can read along as I go because it's a lot. But okay, so the overview: major price improvement, seller motivated and ready to sell. Attention developers and contractors, here's a unique opportunity in Prime Los Feliz, a neighborhood that is home to movie stars, musicians, and Hollywood elites. Perched on a hill with sweeping views sits this five-bedroom, four-bath Spanish revival home on a large lot. Features include a grand entrance with a step-down living room, embracing serene views, formal dining room, library study, large entertainer kitchen, and a ballroom or multi-purpose room on the third floor. <clears throat> you know, because, you know, not everybody knows what to do with the ballroom. Right. So, yeah. The house also features a three-car garage at street level, plus an additional two-car garage at the end of the driveway for those collectors. Five-car garages, Diana. Five. Yes, the dream. I'm, the dream, I know. Right? I'm, I know. I'm yep. upset. <clears throat> so this very special opportunity awaits the right buyer with the vision for real value by doing a remodel or ground-up development. Property will not qualify for financing. Property interior has been taken down to the studs. Oh. Seller is looking at cash or hard money offers only. And then it says seller financing may be available, but I don't know hmm. what that means. But anyway, so remember this sold for two million three fifty in two thousand twenty. Yeah. So it really did sell. But what is this house also known as? So I'll give it to you. Like, do you know it off the back? Do you know what it is? I don't. All right. So here's some multiple choice. Is it A, the Manson Ranch, Manson Ranch B, the Los Feliz Murder House, or C, Greystone Mansion? I'm going to go with the Los Feliz Murder House. It is. It is indeed. So in this house, Harold Pilsen murdered his wife with a ball-peen hammer and then attempted to murder his teenage daughter who escaped, and then he killed himself. And it is also said to be haunted. Well, duh. What the fuck did you think was going to happen there, right? Yeah, that's what happens. But yeah, I mean, I mean, if, if, if you know, those things 
if those things exist, if that you know, that would be that would be definitely one. Okay, yeah. so the next one. Oh, hold on, we got two. Oh, I think I just toggled through these tabs. What a fun thing. Okay, so the next one we're going to is going to be in Mississippi. And this is 138 East Fulton Street, Canton, Mississippi. It is, this is still on the market. This has been on Zillow for 114 days. It has four bedrooms and four baths and is 5,252 square feet. So what's special about this beauty? Well, it's got a music room, sleeping porch, front porch, lush flower beds, regional perennials, steam bean foundation, and clawfoot tubs. And now according to our overview here, there are a few homes in Mississippi with the grandeur and historical significance that the Priestley Home offers. Located a block south of the center of Canton, this revived beauty offers four stately bathroom, bedrooms, four bathrooms, a formal dining room, music room, parlor, library office, sleeping porch, pool, terrace, and greenhouse, all in peak condition. Built in Dr. Priestley in 1852, uh, the original house consists of the front porch, the grand staircase, stair, staircase, and four rooms. So then they added a bunch of wings, blah, 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 blah. The kind of you know the the thing goes down and talks about all the things they've done to the house. Um, filing kind of ends with each bedroom is spacious and features a working fireplace and abundant clo- abundant closet space. Hmm. Bathrooms feature clawfoot tubs, separate walk-in showers, and varnished wainscot walls. Ooh, everyone loves a wainscot. Hmm. The period kitchen offers today's modern amenities while keeping a nod to the fundamental style of the house. The landscape's grounds cover an acre and feature lush flower beds, regional perennials, because they, they really are proud of this perennials, and mature hardwoods. And, oh, there's also an established herb, herb garden located right off the kitchen. Convenient. That is. It's very convenient. So this 1.1 acre lot, you know, this is called the Priestley House. So how did Mr. Priestley, sorry, Dr. Priestley, how did Dr. Priestley die? Was he A, murdered? B, did he die of yellow fever? Or C, was he executed for murdering Mrs. Priestley? I'm going to go with C. No, actually, he died of uh, yellow fever in the 1900s, okay. as did Mrs. Priestley, who residents claim to have seen in the bedroom where she died. People in the neighborhood also say they have seen her in the window. Pianos play on their own and candles fall out of their holders. Paranormal specialists claim their equipment was inexplicably tampered with when they came to investigate the house. But still, it's on sale right now for close to a million. And frankly, it is a gorgeous, it is a really gorgeous house. Really is. It looks haunted as fuck. Like, I don't don't even, I don't need to know that anybody died in that house to be like. That's haunted. Of course it's fucking haunted. Duh. All right. So our third one let's go we're going to indiana i think i hopefully it's indiana not indianapolis uh in is that indiana or is it 
Yes. Yes, okay, it is right. Okay, so this beauty, this is a four-bedroom, three-bath, 3,700-square-foot house at 714 West Warren Street, Mitchell, Indiana. It is sadly off the market, but it was listed in sale for in 2020 for $130,000. The current Zestimate is, that's, that's their trademarked word, Zestimate, is $203,300. Although Realtor.com says one ninety In our overview for this stately, stately house, Diana is looking at the pictures of its just gloriousness. This house is known as the Whispers Estate. It was built around 1894 and has had a long and varied existence. Used as a residence, B&B, boarding house, doctor's office, and currently as a home to alleged paranormal activity, it definitely is interesting. The two-story Victorian style home... Oh, they they actually just went for it and said that. Sometimes they do say it. Sometimes they do. So the two-story Victorian style home features three large bedrooms, 2.5 baths, formal living and dining room, original woodwork, plaster hall, walls, and much more. There is a main floor master suite, something hard to find in a house of this vintage. Other That's features true. are a stone basement for storage and housing the mechanicals. You've got to have a place to house your mechanicals. And a third floor that has some finished and unfinished space, but is currently not used and is accessed from stairs from the second floor. There is a formal entry stairway and also a stairway access from the kitchen. There's a lot of stairs. Ten-foot ceilings add to the open feel throughout the home, and you will appreciate the period fixtures and decor. This home is being mostly offered mostly furnished and does require 24-hour notice for all showings, including the furnace. Diana, can you see this wonderful green Oh, chair like actually yeah. the tv next to it is amazing the tv itself is haunted there i want to copy the picture next to it with the, some weird creepy crib full of creepy dolls under a stairwell of course like like you just haunted the place right it was like we're just gonna make the we're just gonna put this crib full of weird dolls underneath the stairwell and not expect a demon to be summoned like Okay, so it is being sold as is, and like I think that means you have to take the creepy fucking dolls. So what other features about this house were not mentioned? Was it that A, a 10-year-old child died in a fire Christmas morning looking while looking at presents? B, the house is haunted by the sounds of a crying baby? C, a large shadow figure called Big Black moves around the house in a black mass terrifying visitors? Or D, all of the above? I'm gonna go with D. It is all. It is all of the above. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. If you oh, want, no. also like you can read more about the Whispers Estates at thelittlehouseofhorrors.com. And someone bought it. Somebody bought that house for. It sold for $130,000. Well, it was taken off the market and that's what it listed at. So I don't know if they kept the house and then sold it privately or they just never like actually sold it. So, but that means it could be coming back on. So right now the price has risen up to a little over 200 K. Yeah. All right. So our last one in this, we're going to New York for this and we're going to Nyack, New York. 
I don't know where the fuck Nyack is. When I say that, I lived in New York, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Nyack. Nyack. Oh, okay, so it's on the Hudson. Okay. It, it looks like where rich people live. I'm assuming this is Long Island. Yeah. It, it looks like rich people, right? Sure. Okay, so this is one Lavetta place. It is also this one is also off the market. It sold in twenty and twenty twenty one for one million and seven hundred ninety five thousand dollars. The current zestimate is two million three hundred twelve thousand two hundred two million three hundred twelve six hundred dollars. Oh my god, cats! The cat is attacking me. She apparently wants this house um it has a five, eight beds five baths and is 4628 square feet a lot of bedrooms for that square footage right right and so you really like you can't get that great of a picture of it but i think it's the best i'm going to get you so mm. this hudson riverfoot queen era circa 1890 1890 it was a location for one of edward hopper's paintings this perfectly restored classic is located in one of Nyack's prettiest tree-lined dead-end streets. Previously home to the award-winning film, act- film director Adam Brooks, indie singer-songwriter Ingrid Michaelson, and now home to the singer-rapper Matsyahu. Is that how you say Matis his Yahoo? name? Matsyahu? Matsyahu. Matsyahu. Okay. I'm assuming you know who that is. I do not. So the beautiful space and soft river light from a perfect sanctuary to nurture the creative spirit. River views from almost every room foster an unparalleled connection to the river and the spacious yet intimate home. Fully renovated home complements the style and was crafted by a top builder. The spa-like master bath features a handcrafted copper soaking tub. An in-ground saltwater spa pool overlooks the river. The two-car garage was recently built and has space for a workshop. Period details include arch doorways, stained glass, exposed brick, original mantles, inlaid hardwood floors, and a wide wraparound porch. Riparian rights. I don't know what that means. You know what that means? With what? I have. I would. One of us may have to look this up. Okay, riparian. R I P A R I A N. You can get to it faster. Riparian. Okay, so those are the rights. All landlords whose properties connect to running bottom waterways and river stream. So it's reasonable use. Okay, so they have swimming, boating, or fishing rights to the water. Okay, that makes sense. I think that makes sense. Okay, so this place of this house does have a special place in the history of real estate and law. And what is that special place? I don't know. Okay, so I'm going to have to answer you with an excerpt from a New York Post article. Okay. Former owner Helen Ackley, who lived in the Queen Anne Victorian and Wen Lavetta place in Nyack from the 1960s to the 1980s, publicly asserted the presence of various poltergeists who hailed from the Revolutionary War era that regularly shook beds, slammed doors, and tranked the halls with their phantom footsteps. Ackley put the allegedly possessed property on the market in 1989 when she began the process of selling the 15-room single-family dwelling to Wall Street bond trader Jeffrey Trambofsky, she failed to disclose a spectral situation within. 
in a lawsuit that would make headlines around the globe and set a precedent for future real estate transaction, Stambowski, Stambowski sued Ackley over the deliberate omission and fought to obtain his deposit while backpedaling out of the purchase. Then in 1991, wow. New York Supreme Court ruled that the home was officially haunted and in favor of Stambowski, decreed that Ackley had the responsibility to disclose the property's apparent apparitions to future buyers. So based on this house, you have it is law, at least within New York, and set the precedent that you have to disclose to buyers that if your house is haunted. What? But you don't have to put it on Zillow. Oh. Yep. If you know it's haunted. But if you don't know, you don't know, I guess, right? But a lot of these, they know. Or, like, the murders, too. Like, it's also the murder disclosure. I knew, I knew that I'd do that one. I thought I'd heard that. That's, like, that's a real that thing. Is, that yeah, there's also, like, so that is part, like, it's the disclosure. I'm sorry. Diana's watching me. Like, we, like, we have the worst allergies in Texas right now. Like, everybody's yeah, new. Like, sorry. I'm itching. And the temperature has been... Yeah. Back and forth. Anyways, help. so, but yeah, because of that, if the house is haunted, you have to tell somebody, like, that the house is haunted. And, be- and, be- haunted. and people, because she had publicly said it, you know, but so the people who have lived there, like, recently have said they don't see anything anymore. Interesting. Which kind of goes into, they never really said in this episode, as we kind of go through things, like, when hauntings start and stop here, right? But because, you know, it said it got put in the list and things started picking back up. So, anyways. Could people show it up again, maybe? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But. I will uh, say I also have considered this to lead me to a thing of, like, can I just invest in haunted properties now? Like, can that just be my new, my next real estate venture? Sure. It sounds like There's fun. But, like, so if they're not putting it on Zillow, then I have to, like, like then I have to do my own research. So can you just, like, can it be a category on Zillow? Like, I just built her on, please. Finally. <laughs> I would like a two bedroom, three baths. <laughs> Sorry, like, at least one, at least one ghost. At least one ghost. Like, can you? And like, I would like a nice ghost that likes to clean. I don't do that. I maybe one like one succubus. Look at the ghost we hot. Anyways, okay, so we're gonna get like a lot of ghost references throughout this whole thing. So they leave. We're gonna go. We're all sorry. We're done with zillowing now, um, and we'll pull us no. back into talking about this episode. So yeah, they're leaving. Yeah, to so go to the Van Ness house. Yeah. and Dean almost forgets his jacket, which has his flask in the pocket, but gets it the last minute. So they're at this house. With their flashlights. Bobby's with them. And we realize as Sam and Dean go off to search the house that Bobby is seeing an a fuck ton of ghosts. This house is crowded. It is crowded with ghosts. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if you're like me and like hated people and you're like, oh my God, and you're stuck in this house for like a hundred years and like fucking ghosts like bumping into you. And they all look like really annoying ghosts and some of them like just don't say anything and they're just just stare off into space. They're just standing there. (laughs) Very awkward. Fuck you. Very awkward. Say something. Yeah. And none of them are responding to him. So that's real weird. But Sam and Dean are frantically searching the house for Annie. The EMF reader's going off. They find her phone. The guy calling it, and it rings. But earlier they called, and it went to voicemail, so that makes no sense. But okay. They find. 
Yeah. Well, maybe in like the- somebody else was calling her. Maybe that was like you know the bitch that we find about later. Like maybe that girl was calling then, and then maybe. like so they like went to voicemail. You don't know, like or just either. So, we don't know. Yeah, it's been bad timing. Yeah, you know. Well, back in the foyer, Bobby's standing there and sees a kind of sort of fancy man with a mustache. Also <laughs> a fancy man. <laughs> I did. Which is funny considering what it happens funny. later. later. Sorry. It is. I know. I didn't. He's a fancy I'm man. going by my notes. Going by my notes. That's what I said. And he's scolding the big man that I said. I also said like, he was scolding. It was like, uh, that's what he's doing. He's like he's literally like shaking him. his finger. Yeah. The big man that I said looked like um, Francis and saying, I know what you did last night. It's forbidden. And we find out that the big guy's name is Dexter. So, um, and down in the lobby, though, uh, a minute later, Annie's there and finds Bobby. So Annie oh. and Bobby have found each other. And now I just feel happy because Bobby has somebody to talk to that makes me feel better. Annie has somebody to talk to that makes me feel better. But sorry, Annie, you're dead. Yeah. And but she I didn't like know. Her, like, I like her dead makeup. Like her dead makeup is like nice. I like it. I think it's hot. It's very subdued. Yeah. Yeah. But she's kind of like, wait, what? I'm dead? Holy shit. So they go to talk and he's like asking her shit. Like, did you ditch, did you ditch your Reaper too? And she's like, the fuck? Are you crazy? Why would I do that? Hello. And he's like, no, I've got unfinished business just like you. So that's why I'm staying around. So, and, um, she finds the ghosts of the, the dead teenagers that she was there looking for. And she's like, Oh yeah, that, that's my unfinished business. That's who I was trying to save. And, uh, but then this big, you know, I saw them, they were dead and this big guy charged me and that's it. And they're kind of like pontificating. They're really not finding a good aspect to being a ghost. Uh, there's all these yeah, ghosts Bobby's just kind of standing like, around yeah. and Bobby's like, I don't know how to do anything. I see poltergeists do shit, but I can't figure anything out. I can't move anything. And no, no one knows I'm here. Yeah, so but it's very interesting, right? It's this whole idea, and we've kind of thought about this before because Dean had brought this up, like that Bobby would be a Swayze, like he would just be in here and automatically just be like taken to things, and like why can't he crack the code? But I also think it's interesting that we know like this very clear what Annie's unfinished business is. And, like, if Bobby and Dean and Sam had never shown up, would Annie have just, like, have been going through this over? Like, it's, I just think oh. that's interesting. Like, yeah. this idea of unfinished business. Yeah. So, Sam and Dean are still searching, and uh, the EMF readers is going nuts. But Dean finds a voicemail on her phone that's all stars. Like, the number, phone number is all stars, and it's saying to help free them. Well, and it's not even stars. It's like a weird dotty number. Like, I don't know. It's like super weird. I want to make my phone do it when I call people. I just, you know. Well, now where Bobby and Annie are hanging out. Oh, also, was this like reminding you of like the ghost phone calls that you were getting? Oh, my God. It's so weird. I I said that. Yeah, like the whole time I was watching this, I was like, oh, I wonder if Diana's thinking about the ghost who kept calling her. And then I like looked up the scam to see if there, there's been no move. In case you're wondering, the ghost voicemail scam, there has been no move on it. So I did just recently check. Anyways, so we've got the ghosts are now like calling and saying, free me. Yeah. So Sam and Dean are like, oh, this is something weird. What the fuck? Well, back in the room where Bobby and Annie are hanging out, which has kind of got like this bar in it. It's like a parlor or something. 
a different fancy man, as I, as I wrote, <laughs> strolls in. And is it a is, different fancy man? I think it's the it same is. fancy no, man. No, it's a different man. Different fancy man. We've got... Okay. Because, trust me, because I, I had to recheck myself. I had to check okay. myself. And, and you, before you wrecked yourself, you checked I yourself. Did. And then it was a different fancy man. was. So... He enters and he like just casually moves a chair and and ignores Bobby trying to talk to him and sits down and starts reading a book and you know freaking Annie calls him a dick and Bobby's gonna try to move a trunk and yells balls like he does <laughs> you know but the fancy man's like starts talking shit he's like y'all are novices and whatever just like talking down to them totally condescending. So Bobby's going to start asking him questions. Basically, we find out this guy's been dead for 80 years. And, uh, you know, it's, um, he's like, Bobby wants to ask him, like, why are there so many ghosts? Da, 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 da. And he just like, this guy just has no interest in answering any of these questions. Finally introduces himself as Haskell Crane. And he, they want him to show them how to move a chair. And he's like, yeah, sure. You know, that's, don't do, let's try moving this candle first. And well, I think what's important, it's not just that. It's You see also Annie's disposition here. So Bobby is gruffly trying to get him things, and Haskell has, like, no interest. And then Annie just sweet talks him. And then he's just like, oh, hey, gorgeous. gorgeous like, yeah. So we really kind of, like... Yeah, I love Annie. Like she's a flirt, and so we get a whole bunch of like this going That's into true, it. Yeah. But and then we also get into the Zen of the motorcycle maintenance of being a ghost. Yeah, because he's got to be Zen to be able to move shit. Otherwise, you have to be. Otherwise, you go to straight red hot rage, and which is basically being a poltergeist, vengeful, vengeful spirit, and you lose yeah. your mind. So, so we have this whole new thing that's coming up in our mythology now, right? And so we have Zen. to be a ghost and honor like, and Bobby's because he's pointing out before. I've seen so many ghosts like move shit, right? So you either have to be like super calm and just like at peace with yourself, and then you can yagi your way through the supernatural world, or yep. you can just be ah and just use your rage. But then and, you lose your mind. Yeah kind of like an mma fighter I think. so haskell is talking sh like and and bobby's like well i can't i don't have to calm myself i don't want to do that da, 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 da. bobby's just really skeptical and shitty about the whole thing and can't zen he can't zen but he also knows that going vengeful and rage is not good either so um haskell just talks shit and but then he kind of is like look you need to surrender to yourself on it to do, you just got to surrender to the zen that's just all there is to it so, uh, right when he's about to try again, there's a fucking scream and Diana almost jumps off the sofa and <laughs> this crazy ghost bitch, like, just like rushes over to them and then rushes away screaming. Yeah. So we just have super crazy lady just like run in and this, the whole point of this is to be like, eventually like you can't like some ghosts, you just, you're going to deteriorate in some way, way and become like a vengeful, like crazy, crazy thing. Yeah. But also that, that point though, when she just kind of goes back to where she was, just the, the shot and the makeup and just the effect of it. It's so beautiful. It's this whole thing is very haunted mansion. I very much feel like I'm watching like any of the Disney's haunted mansion, like ones that have come out lately. It's just, I really like the aesthetics here. Well, and then, yeah. It's, I, I have not seen them, but I know I, I liked that too. Do <gasps> you even seen the Muppet one? I saw the Muppet one. Okay. Don't worry. 
<laughs> Muppets are always a different beast. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and, and yeah, so he's explaining this deterioration to them. And uh, Bobby makes a comparison to ghost Alzheimer's, which is sad. sad. So uh, Sam and Dean enter the room that they're in and they still can't, they don't see any of them, but, and they're just really like frustrated. They, they haven't been able to, they haven't found any bodies or pieces of bodies anywhere in the house or Annie for that matter. So they're looking to, they need to go look at more of her research. And so, um, She's super frustrated because she still hasn't found her own body either. She says she searched every room five times. And uh, as Sam and Dean get ready to leave, it's uh, Annie and Bobby notice this other ghost is kind of eyeballing them. And they both think they're getting checked out, which is adorable and hilarious. It is adorable and hilarious. And like much like you like mistook Dexter, like I really think every time I see her that she looks like Jamie, uh, not Jamie Lee Curtis, which is the one from Lost Boys. Uh, uh, Jamie Gertz. Oh. Uh, she looks like, like, every time I see him, like, she's like Bonobo Jamie Gertz. Like, but she's so pretty, and I love her. Yeah. So, and she, finally, she talks to them, and they, and her name is Victoria. And uh, Annie recognizes her voice from the voicemail. She's like, oh, it was a spectral voice transference. And Bobby, which is, if you did not know, is a death doom metal band from Denver, Colorado, that were formed in 2012, and they do themes of horror, death, and other world stuff, and they're on Dark Descent Records, not to be confused with Spectral Voices, which is a progressive melodic death metal band from Brooklyn. Wow. Well. Annie's t- talking about spectral voice transference and Bobby just looks at her and says ghost juju so uh, but Annie wants to know what Victoria wants to be free from and right then Victoria looks real nervous and then Bobby disappears because the boys left he gets sat back to his flask mm-hmm. and we find out that she got her info from the Bodega Bay Historical Society and you know like Bodega Bay is like a real like it's a real town but I can't just like I lived in New York too long so to me it's just like it sounds like a bunch of bodegas around a boat <laughs> <gasps> and this is all I picture here, but that is not as they go to the historic, as they're going to go to the historical society. Yeah. Unfortunately, that is not what happened to Bodega Bay. No. Well, and they've got this guide there. His name is Quentin, by the way, I learned <clears throat> later, but um, they're going to go talk to him and uh, he's, you know, Bobby's there trying to move things and failing but basically they talk with this guide about the Van Ness family house a bunch and Whitman Van Ness and his whole life was fucking tragedy. He lost all his fortune and his house and it was turned into a brothel, but he bordello, bordello excuse me, a bordello. I had both in different spots, but yeah. And he Dexter was like this violent criminal that he brought in to reform and turned him into a groundskeeper because he was so progressive and kind and, uh, all that. But Dexter ended up killing Van Ness's fiance, and he also lived like in isolation till his death at 40. So he was super young when he died. Yeah. And um the, and, and our guide comments too that Annie was, you know, that house is really popular this week. Annie was here earlier, but my advice would be to stay away. It's extremely unsafe. 
it is unsafe but you know so we're gonna cut from there to the motel mm-hmm. and bobby's still trying to move stuff he's sitting there and sam's researching uh or getting ready to research um and he's like talking about hey you know dexter murdered vanessa's fiance and all these hookers and at this brothel but then he escaped getting hung but then he came back and then was found shot to death this doesn't make sense and uh, we hear, you know, in the meantime, that's going on. We've got Dean taking a shower and Bobby says, I can kill werewolves, fix a pinto and make cornbread. I will be damned if I can't get Zen. Aww. I like that one. Yeah. And so we cut from. Yeah. So we go over here and we cut to teens in the woods shooting themselves on a camcorder, which is like, so like two thousands, like you, like you're not on your, like, I love that they had to record this, right. That they already felt the need, like I must make content. Right. Even before they had a phone, they're like content content. So they're going to go in looking for their friend, the team, the two, the lovers who have disappeared here because the cops ain't doing shit. So they're going in. Back at the house, or back at the motel, excuse me, Dean's getting out of the shower and looks very, very serious and calls Sam in because... And what the fuck? Like, so they have him, like, they show him, like, going into the bathroom and, like, closing the shower curtain. Then they, like, cut to, like, him coming out, but he's already dressed what the fuck? Like, where was, like, him in a towel? I don't understand, like, where... You use, like, the, why did you cut this out? Well, most importantly, <coughs> there's writing on the mirror <clears throat> in the fog that says, Annie trapped in house. Yay, Bobby did it! Yay, he got Zen! He got Zen. <clears throat> he went to Margaritaville. Sure. Uh... I'm assuming that's how Bobby gets in. I don't know. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, so we've got um, he got he gets Zen, and then they are freaked out, and they realize that it was the flask. It is, you know, it, it's it's Bobby. Uh, he's able to write Bobby on the mirror, and th- they're uh, who who is this? Who's here? And, ah, it's Bobby. And they've got to, but they're, yeah. and so they need to get back to the house. That's what it is. Yeah, and they're also they're cutting back and forth between this and the teens yeah. who are doing their camera yeah. thing, and it's just kind of like, who cares about the house? Like we want to know about Bobby, but we had to go back to the house. Yeah, because the two dudes with the camcorder see Dexter, they run, but twist. We see a little more this time. Now, Vanessa's there. Whitman Van Ness is there and he yells at Dexter. He says, I forbade you. And we're like, oh shit, Dexter's going to kill them. But wait, nope, it's not. Van Ness is the murderer. He reaches inside him and kills them. He's mad that Dexter tried to warn them away. So that's what Dexter was forbidden to do was to warn people away. Oh, poor Dexter. Dexter tries to reason with Van Ness, blah, blah, blah fails so van ness reaches into dexter and then there's bright lights like shining out of dexter's chest and van ness like absorbs him i don't fucking know i don't know i'm just like he eats him or something i i don't know what to call this i don't know what's happening but annie watches it all yeah and she tries to get the kid's camera yeah but she can't but she convinces victoria to get it for her 
then Victoria tells her, oh, no, Dexter was framed. And she worked at the brothel as a fancy lady before he set her through. Fancy lady. She was a fancy lady. And he goes, hooker? Fancy lady. So, uh, but Victoria swears she does have, has no idea where any of the bodies in the house are. So, hmm. But she gets the camera. That's what matters for now. So uh, we see Van Esk like drag these bodies off through the house, and it looks like through the secret doorway in his room. So, yep. Then we said like he's got like there's some sort of bookcase that opens a thing or whatever. So Sam and Dean are back, and uh, basically, you know, they're they're not excited that whatever is there doesn't want them to find out. Doesn't want them to find Annie. So. They're going to go in and deal with it. They're, Bobby, though, slipped the flask out of Dean's pocket because now he's a pro at this, apparently, and is able to go hide it. Says he's leaving the pack because he doesn't want to get yeah, zapped once he, out. Like, he, yeah, he's, he's got his mojo going, so now he knows how this works, and now he can just like carry fucking objects and like move it around. So whatever. But while he disappears to go find Annie with the flat and hide his flask, the camcorder slides right into Dean's feet. And so Dean calls Sam to come watch this. And as they're watching, they start watching the video and they do a freeze fa- frame of uh, uh, right when they see Annie's face. So she, they captured a shot of her. So they're like, okay, now it's confirmed. I just feel like this was unnecessary. I thought the camera was going to be like, oh, we're going to show Van Ness murdering the boys or some, the, the, the teens or something. But like, why, but, uh, but they just like stop it at Annie when like they already knew Annie was there. Like what, you didn't believe Bobby? Like, I don't know. It's just very, that was very weird to me. Whatever. So, but now there's also apparently <clears throat> light proof of life after death, which is on this camera that's just hanging out in this house. Yeah, but nobody, nobody's going to see again. Like, mm-hmm. I think they're just going to leave it there. So then Victoria is going to approach Sam and Dean to tell them that she was a fancy lady. <laughs> She has to be convinced, but she does do it. And so she does. And she's like, yeah, by the way, yes, I was a fancy lady. And Dean immediately goes, a hooker? But basically, she confirms Annie's there, but you can't see her. And you know you're not standing on her either. Because <laughs> they look around frantically. <laughs> and basically says, look, we're all in terrible danger by Whitman Van Ness, who is now listening from the stairwell. And so now we're all fucked. Uh, and um, basically... Uh, Annie says that Sam and Dean can free all of them because they're in terrible danger. But now uh, Victoria's dead because Van Ness showed up. No, this is sad. So Victoria's gone. Mm-hmm. So Dean's like, well, but I guess, oh, go ahead. yeah. Go ahead. So Dean's like, now we got to go find Van Ness's bones. So whatever. So yeah. now we got to run to the cemetery and leave the house again. And Whitman sneaks like an old key into Sam's pocket. I don't know. And he rides away with them. He like kind of looks back at like Bobby and Annie are in the house. He's like, ah, it's pretty funny. Uh, so Bobby's annoyed, but he's now Bobby's stuck at the house, but he's annoyed, but he's with Annie. So now they can search the house more, but Van Ness is out of the house. So he's now freed from the house, but he's with Sam and Dean in the car, which is not good. So <clears throat> Bobby's like the fuck and they're going to go search though. So whatever. So they go to Van Ness's room and in the fire, this is never explained. There's a fire in the fireplace with bones in it. And they're like, oh, those must be Victoria's bones. That's really how he was killing them. But uh-huh. how did he do that from downstairs? 
Because he was downstairs when he killed Victoria. I don't know. And when he killed Dexter then, too. Same concept. Anyway, so they're freaked out, though. Where the fuck are all the bodies? And I'm like, my thing is, like, where are the bodies? Because this is a lot of bodies. Like, if you look through a ground of ghosts in this house, it's a fuck ton of bodies. And wouldn't it smell? And are they organized? Or is this some weird, like, body pile somewhere? I don't know what's happening. Yeah, nobody's... I don't understand how you can say you have searched every room in a house and just not notice, like, this room with a whole bunch of, like, corpses in it. That, you know, he goes to, like, how... Do, you can't just miss this. No. And also, like, the... Bur- like, why aren't the... Bo- like, why aren't her bones all the way burned? Like, they're only partially burned, so isn't she, like, still, like, there because she's not all the way... There's a whole bunch of stuff that don't quite track but we find out the house was in addition to being a bordello slash brothel is also a boarding house a school and a speakeasy so ta-da we know it's going to have a secret room and bobby finds a secret lever to the secret room i think any of those other things could also indicate that you would have secret rooms but okay so now it was also a speakeasy and so that is how bobby deduces that there must be a lamp that opens a bookcase that goes to a secret room and the bodies are all there and they're kind of like propped up almost like posed it's very confusing and weird and annie finds herself which is dark yeah no i don't want yeah that's crazy i don't like that but they have a quick uh conversation quick existential conversation uh and she just like straight up asks heaven hell or none of the above and he says he doesn't really know but gone most likely and she basically says she hopes so and this is also kind of her, like, I think, prodding on Bobby a little bit about his insistence upon staying. Um, <clears throat> now trying to be like, dude, you know, like, move on. <clears throat> move on. Move on. Hello, yeah. that's what you're supposed she, to do. But she's like, yeah, I want my hunter's funeral. I am fucking ready. I don't want to be in between. And I've, this was a lonely life. And he's like, my life. He's, and she's like, and he's like, the life I had is the one I picked. And she's like, yeah, but you had the boys. All I had was work. No, you had the boys. Well, she did. Yeah, she, she had the boys. <laughs> you totally had the boys. Yeah, she did. Like you say, your life was lonely, hey. but Annie, I doesn't, think it doesn't sound that good. doesn't sound that lonely to me. It doesn't, it doesn't sound like you were that lonely to me, Annie. Mm. So, but Bobby just insists he ain't done. He ain't done. So, um, Sam and Ian, while trying to drive to the cemetery, good old Van, good old Van Ness, apparently, uh, can hit the gas pedal and grab the steering wheel, which is super scary. I don't like that. Please don't do that. No ghost, no yeah, ghost yeah. car commandeering. Yeah. So we, but then, you know, they end up like getting out and then we have this hilarious moment where they find the key and then Dean shoots. And it like blasts Van Ness away very awkwardly, like flies backwards. Yeah. So, yeah. So we assume he's back at the house and Bobby is, this is got to smell real bad. Like they're Annie and Bobby are just, they're burning. Bodies. So bad. So they're going to start burning bodies in that tiny fireplace. It's going to take a very long time. Um, but Whitman's back and they hide. Like, have they learned how to pick up all those ashes and like throw them outside? Like where are they putting the ashes? Like how are they and, going like, from butt? Can they like scoop them or do you have to like zen each individual ash mentally? Yeah, like, just like, or could scoop they just like shovel? kind of like, or do like do them all at once? Like lift them like an ash. That would be very actually, you know, quite useful if you could just like pick them yeah. all up at the same time. 
Anyhow, so um, so the, yeah, the, this isn't going to work out well. Duh. No, it says Whitman Van Ness is now attacking Bobby because he finds Bobby and Annie. <clears throat> yeah, but so no, he's doing the eating, but he doesn't have Bobby. No, bones. exactly. So this whole theme doesn't make sense. This all underlying it's not it's not a critical story element, but it is a component, and it's weird that like he doesn't have Bobby's bones. So what the fuck? And he's reaching inside. Um, Bobby and Bobby's starting to burn up, but right then Sam and Dean are able to throw a match onto Whitman's bones, so ooh, Whitman burns up instead. And back at the at the house, Sam and Dean arrive back, and Bobby's kind of coming too because he was kind of out. Uh, but and now they can see him, so that's a big deal. I don't know what changed, but suddenly they can see Bobby, and uh, he they can't see Annie though. But Bobby pulls the flask out of the drawer. I don't get that. Why? Why can they see Bobby but not Annie? I don't have an answer. <laughs> There's a lot that doesn't make sense in this episode as much as it's enjoyable. Stupid ghost rules. Yeah. So Bobby gets the flask out and gives it to Dean again. And uh, Dean straight up asks Bobby at this point, though. And this is where things get kind of fucked again. He's like, did you get stuck? And Bobby's like, no, I wanted to stay. I, I needed to help you guys. Um, and, you know... It's, you know, it's like life wasn't comfy. Why should death be? So they go burn more bodies, and uh, Bob Bobby shares that he's gonna miss Annie. Wait, wait, wait! Before that, he gives him back the flask, and he's he's a suck on that, Sweezy. Yeah, that's true. I do appreciate a good suck on that, Swayze. But when so. they're burning, they're burning all the bodies. Yes, also, I also appreciate, really appreciate those bodies. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm really gonna miss Annie. You didn't know her like I did. <laughs> yeah, and so they just don't they they don't tell Bobby what they have all what they have all shared, and luckily none of them ever had to make an uncomfortable phone call to one another. So, but Dean scold then starts scolding Bobby, and I feel like Bobby's being scolded a lot this episode. There's just a lot of scolding. Yeah, but Bobby, I don't know if he does he deserve it here. Mm. Oh, he does. I'm just saying, there's just a lot of scolding. Okay. So they're like they toast to Annie's Hunter funeral. And Dean's like, yeah, like we thought we gave you. And so then he calls him out. What were you thinking? You know, uh, you could be, um, uh, you could be in heaven drinking beer at Harvell's. It's just not right that you're here, basically. And Bobby's like, no, but there's work to do. I'm here to help. And Bobby's goes on talking about like, it's not in the, Dean's like, just, it's just not in the natural order. And what are the odds this ends well? True. And he's right. Like you fuck with natural order and shit typically goes off the rails. That's usually the lesson of, of many television shows is that you can't fuck with natural order. Um, I don't know any real life examples that shows that goes bad never happened. But anyway, so I mean, I think we're going to talk about some people who are in this episode. We are. We've got a casting couch. Casting couch. It's the casting couch Were they on that show That time with that guy La 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 So our cast today um, First Whitman Van Ness was played by Antonio Cupo 
he's been in a few Hallmark Christmas movies and was in a uh, uh, was plays Andrew Candlewood in a film called The Legend of La Llorona with Danny Trejo. La <gasps> Llorona. Uh, and then the, who is a lady in white? It is a very you know yeah. so. <laughs> weeping lady in white, woman in white, da, 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 yep. all the good ones. And then uh, Annie is played by Annie Hawkins is played by Jamie Lunar. She um, has a pretty pretty big career actually. So single episodes of shows like Married with Children, CSI, True Blood, Better Call Saul, but was a regular running character in the old uh, sitcom Just the Ten of Us as Cindy Lubbock. Then was a regular, a regular character on Melrose Place, Lexi Sterling. She was Lexi. And then also a very long running character on All My Children, uh, Liza Colby. So, uh, our Victoria Dodd, who, uh, Victoria, uh, Alicia Rotaru. Uh, played, you know, she was Ingrid in Diary of a Wimpy Kid, um, one of those movies. She's been in episodes of Fringe and I Zombie. She was a regular character, um, uh, Tiana in Arrow. She plays Jane in the film Arrow. In what? Okay. <laughs> it just came out weird. Arrow. Arrow. Uh, Arrow. Uh, she's Jane in the film Bunny Games, and she actually does a ton of voice work for video games, like a ton, especially a lot of the FIFA games. I thought was interesting. Sorry. I wonder what that work is like. Do you just sit there and go like, uh, uh, I don't know. I think they have a lot of words now. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not the one to ask. I'm not a, I'm not a gamer. Um, and then Haskell Crane, that was our, our fancy man that showed them about Zen. He's, he he's played. He was played by Craig Erickson. Uh, he looks really familiar. It's because he's been in shows I've watched, but he doesn't have a huge um, resume. But he's been in episodes of Lucifer, Once Upon a Time, Magicians, and a series of unfortunate events. So I'm like, oh, his might not be a long resume, but it's all things I watched. That's why he looks familiar. And I think he probably played a fancy man oh. in each of them. I feel like this yeah. is his role. This fancy man is his like yeah. thing. And I really hope he looks like this fancy man all the time. Well, and then we've got Dexter O'Connell, uh, played by Derek Gilroy. Uh, he was one of the Welcome to the 60s dancers in the 2007 version of Hairspray. Uh, he had a bit part in the film Tooth Fairy and plays Pablo in the film Elysium. So, uh, and then my last one that I'll share with you guys is our, our guide at the Historical Society, a.k.a. Quentin, was played by Russell Roberts. Uh, he was Greco in the original It. Uh, he was in the Ernest Rides Again movies. He's done also a massive amount of voice work, cartoons, My Little Pony, like all the things. He was Mr. Birdie in Twilight Saga New Moon and has been in episodes of shows like Once Upon a Time and Riverdale. There we go. Very cool. Well, yeah, it was an all-star cast. So, what did you think? Um, I thought it was a fun episode. I didn't know how I was going to feel about it going in. I didn't like... I, I was a little worried because sometimes ghosts... Like, I get there's a lot of ghosts in Supernatural. I'm not... I'm not stupid. <laughs> sometimes there's ghosts in Supernatural. Sometimes I don't like, uh. like the... The way the ghosts act. And they freak me out. But other than the ghost logic of story falling apart, other than that, I thought this was a fun one. 
Yeah, I mean, I think and dark. Awesome. I hate. It's very, very dark, uh, especially like going, thinking a lot about just you know death and moving on. Like there is a whole bunch of that, right? And the idea of do you stay on this earth? What is better? Do you stay here to do your unfinished business, or do you go on to find your peace? Like is the like it really is like a really huge yeah. question if you think about it, right? Is is and especially for because Bobby like knows yeah. better. Because he has met angels and like you, you actually get this definitive line, like, but Annie doesn't have that no. benefit. Right. And the other ghosts that are there don't. So I can also be like Annie being like, what the fuck? Like, you know, what's going on. But Annie seems like she knows what Reapers are. Right. So at least like, I think she kind of has right. an idea too. But the whole but- thing is the Reapers don't, can't tell you either. Right. I mean, when they take, when they reap, they just reap and that's it. They, they, they say you got to come, but they don't really say. Where they, they can't, say, really they can't say, say what or but, where or anything. But still, I mean, I think people who, like, if if Annie was involved in any of the apocalypse fighting, because I guess they're friends now, so she probably knows about I don't know. The fuck we haven't heard about you until now. I don't know how deep you are with the you. Winchesters, Annie. I don't know if you just exchange a Christmas card or if you, like, I don't know how close, like, you exchanged the dicks. You, 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 you sucked a lot of dicks, Annie, but I just don't know if you talked about angels. <sighs> So at least I'm assuming she just I was not not to presume, but anyways. So I mean, is that foreplay? <laughs> Talking about angels is foreplay. I don't know. So pillow talk. I, pillow talk. But anyways, yeah, there is a lot of deepness in here. But again, at least we're getting the the Bobby thing addressed. But I do feel like we there's nothing about Leviathans, right? So. We're getting, you know, kind of still, like, we're, we're covering, because remember, we're at the end of the season almost. Right? This is 19. This is and we barely 19, touched Leviathan. So. Yeah, like, when's the last time we touched Dick besides, like, the, well, I guess Annie, we had Annie to touch. Oh, sorry, Annie. I'm sorry. You just opened yourself up with a dick show. It's like, you just, you did it, girl. Like, you did that to yours. But anyway, so. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, but beyond that, I mean, I'm glad, like, this is, like, Bob. But then, like, at the end, like, you can't see Bobby again. But you can't. I don't think he wanted to be seen. It's just, it's just easier when he can be seen, right? Like, it, we had him hiding in the fan. I don't know. I just, I don't like him as an unseen ghost. And I also want Bobby to be happy and have peace. Yeah, that makes sense. So. Anyway, so hopefully we will we'll get to that soon. Hopefully Annie found her. She got her little. What's, now she, what's uh, Annie's what heaven? Annie's heaven. Look, look at <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> All right. Okay. I'll think on that. That note, I think we'll. Y'all all go think about if you DM Diana with all your fanfics about what you think Annie's no. heaven is. No. 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 Alright, well look at that. Cheers, jerk. <laughs> Cheers, bitch. Devil's Trap Podcast is a don't get a production. Meow. Devil's Trap Podcast is part of the Ship It Studios Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter at Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us at Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share with all your friends. We're at all your favorite podcast outlets and at devilstrappodcast.com. I'm Babe. 
Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.